All right, welcome. Episode. This is episode seventy-six of KT Confidential. This is episode four or five from Quarantine Ariel. I don't remember now. Four, I think. I I don't. I honestly just realized it's Wednesday, and the reason I'm I'm late is because I didn't realize my Instacart order was coming today. Like I said, eight hundred and forty dollars worth of groceries, and totally forgot that it was coming today this morning it said between april 25th and 27th for delivery because there were delays so it was originally supposed to be the 22nd of april today uh but then this morning it updated 25th to 27th and then i got an update on the app that the guy was shopping for my stuff at 3 30 this afternoon took him three hours to finish my shopping by the way so saves a lot of time if you're a um, if you invest in your, the value of your time. Um, anyway, I just realized it's Wednesday. It's my dad's birthday. So that's the only reason I know it's April 22nd and, uh, I'm sorry. I'm late. No, it's what are you guys right. drinking? So tonight we're drinking some, some vino. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's before. Yeah. We today is not just you and I, we are fortunate enough to have Joanna here. Hi guys. Joanna Venditti from Nesting Story. Welcome. You're the first, second time guest. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I feel honored. You must have said yeah. something right. <laughs> no, we just didn't well, have a whole lot of options in quarantine. <laughs> in case oh, you Joanna didn't. the backup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the only one we felt confident in to do the uh, uh, first uh, three-person podcast since we've been in quarantine. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you guys noticed or if anybody listening or watching has noticed, but uh, um, so this is today's Wednesday. We're going to air this on, on Monday. So there is a few day uh, gap in between while we edit and, and prepare everything for, for everybody to watch and listen. But um, this week was the first uh, publishing of one of the videos we we did together and um, uh, a lot more coming down the, the pipeline. This month we were planning to do some exciting stuff with you. But uh, anyway, so this was the, the week that we started putting out some content with you in it. So it's quite timely that we've got you uh, for a chat with some wine tonight. Well, I'm so happy to be here. I was kind of like low energy today. And then I was like, do I cancel? And I was like, no, no, no. We always have a, like, we always have a good laugh and we always kind of like feed off of each other's energy. So I'm already more awake. We were excited <laughs> to have you on. Well, last week we were going to I'm going to put about... myself a glass while you talk, Adrian. Highway 101. Yeah, go for it. Highway 101. <laughs> I want to give him a shout out and I want to give your guy a shout out. Uh, um, Glenn Barley. Glenn Barley. Is that, is that uh, where you got that? Stem Wine Group. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I got a case of this uh, Highway 101. It's a cab from California, um, not available in the LCBO. Uh, I splurged a little bit because if I'm going to order a case, I was hoping to get something that I would actually enjoy drinking. Not bad. I wouldn't value it at the 27, 28 bucks a bottle. Um, probably more around the low 20s, but it's quite enjoyable when you're here in quarantine. And if I don't finish this entire bottle while I'm talking to the two of you, I would be very, very surprised. 
during the podcast. That's what you think will happen. That's the goal. I want to see this. I'm already one glass in. I've just poured my second. So I've got a bit of an advantage over you. So no, not really. Uh, let me explain why. And I'll take the, the stand here for a, just a second and, and stop talking afterwards to let you guys chime in. But um, I discovered a brewery slash distillery in, um, in Niagara called Storyteller. I don't know if you guys have heard or, or seen any of their... Uh, their advertisements, but um, Storyteller based out of Niagara. So they specialize in uh, uh, gin. Uh, they have a uh, bee's knees that comes in uh, slim cans. Delicious. Uh, and I don't know why I've taken a liking to gins. And they have a, I don't know if they call it a vintage or a heritage, whatever, gin, their specialty, called Lavin' Water. So it's a gin infused with lavender. It's the best gin I've ever had. Um, so as my, as I was waiting for my groceries to, to arrive, because he came two hours late, I dabbled a little bit. So I'm probably four shots into the lavender water with my first glass of wine. Welcome to the podcast episode 76 of <laughs> Kinky <only>, Confidential. <laughs> the only gin that I will drink is... Um, Lately, anyways, I I never used to drink gin until Ryan Reynolds uh, purchased the aviation gin company, and I fell in love with his commercials. And I I have a man crush on him, so that's all I I will drink. Yeah, have you had the Dylan's? Oh, so Dylan's makes an excellent gin. Mm-hmm. They I had I don't know if you tried it. If you like Dylan's, they had a rose gin. Mm, that sounds good. Try their rose gin. I don't think I have. Oh my god, uh, it was amazing! But they uh, so I shop here at the local LCBO, which is walking distance at Louis Saint Laurent Brawny, which is probably the one that you're going to, unless you're going to the one on Main and uh, Brawny. Yeah. yeah. Um, neither location have the rose gin, so I don't know if they've discontinued it. But Dylan's uh, is a preferred of mine. Yeah, it's good. That's a good one. I like gin. So what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm finishing a Spanish wine. So I'm doing these wine 101s on Sundays through Zoom. So someone from my CrossFit gym is hosting them. And they assign a wine each week. And she's kind of a sommelier. And she's teaching us all about it. And on Mondays, I'm always super hungover. (laughs) But it's super fun. Um, And then I'm moving on to Leaning Post. Uh, Cuvée Winona, 2017. I am you know what, drinking... Do you know what the cost of that bottle might be in, in the LCBO? This one, I believe it is around... Oh, it's like the $20 mark. Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. We're, Heather on our team uh, just published a uh, blog, which you can uh, right now... Top get under the 20. Top one's yeah, under $20. Top, Top, her top wines under 20 bucks. And I think that's the key is keeping it under 20. What are you drinking, Adrian? A Rioja or one of no. your one of your new well, deliveries? Yeah, Glenn. Adrian's something. on his like third case of wine since we're in no. quarantine, by the way. It's only partially true. Glenn suggested uh, baby Brunello, and it's something that I wouldn't normally go for. So I thought, what the heck, I'll try it. So th- this one is, uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it, Calam- Calamatoni. Anyways, it's um, so it's a mix of. Why Merlot is that bottle and, empty? 
You have a backup? Oh, I see. You poured it in a decanter. Poured it in a decanter. How, how fancy yeah, with rain. your lumberjack shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very deceiving. People have no idea. They just think I drink beer. It's very manly. I can't wait to have you up yeah. at the cottage for a guy's night. James, it's a, it's a nice bottle. I've been enjoying it. And I think it was 21 bucks per bottle. So I have to admit, episode 76 here with Joanna. I'm quite excited to chat with you. We haven't chatted with you in so long now. And oh. well, I mean, emails and texts back and forth a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed, obviously, with everything that's going on. Because when we started into this partnership with you, we were hoping by this time, you know, we'd have some really great listings that you'd be a little bit more involved with the team. And, yeah. and uh, now here we are just virtually seeing you for the first time in a little while. Yeah. Life's on pause. It won't last forever. I'm such a positive, like glasses half full type of person. So we'll get there. It's a, uh, it's a good time to brainstorm. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, let's get the reason we had uh, we we wanted to have you come on last week. We were actually we were trying to brainstorm, and typical for us, it's like okay, today's podcast day. What the hell are we going to talk about? And we have no agenda today, by the way. At least I no. don't. I have no notes, no questions, no nothing for either it's of you. Very typical of our of our recordings. Drink. But then last week we were like, well, let's talk about how because um, we were sick of talking about how. Uh, COVID-19 has been impacting real estate, which is mm. kind of typical of what you'd expect to hear from us. And uh, Ariel said something along the lines of, well, let's talk about, you know, how are you doing and what are you doing to survive and how is it affecting you? And 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 uh, then we started saying, oh, yeah, we could talk about that and how we're holding up as a family and our houses. And, and then we thought, well, Joanna's been very active and your stories have been like nonstop. Yeah, so kind of seeing what you're doing. So we thought you'd be good to bring on and talk about that uh, to get some insight from your perspective also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm surviving. So I'm, I was saying this to Adrian before, um, I'm an introvert for the most part, kind of an ambivert, and I'm a homebody. So I'm kind of built for this. Not that I'm thriving constantly, but I feel like compared to my extrovert friends, um, I'm doing quite well, and this is not that different than my typical um, daily routine because I run my own business from home, and um, the only thing is my four kids are home all the time, so it's loud and it's busy. And yeah, I'm trying to kind of juggle. I'm wearing a lot of hats. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Do you find what? Do, what do you find the biggest challenges are with having the kids at home? Um, I feel like the common thing for me and um every almost every parent is you feel like you're not doing anything well. Like you're kind of doing school well. You're kind of like you're kind of getting a bit of work done, and then your house is kind of clean, and you know it's just um. And I find there's days that you'll kind of nail something, but then something else will just co totally fall apart. Um, but, and then I think the quiet, I miss just like quiet moments. And I like to not be having to be disrupted all the time. I think everything's just so segmented right now. I'll go to do a task, but it's interrupted a whole bunch of times and I'm having to jump all over the place. 
I find that really hard. That would be yeah. the most difficult thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's funny you say that because I'd never thought of it that way, but I can see, I, I feel like I can relate to that in the sense that I feel um, like I've been doing a lot, but I don't feel like I've really done a good job at any of it necessarily. Although yesterday, or no, two days ago, I started um, really like writing out my itinerary for the day and being very specific mm-hmm. and write down to like allocating 10 minutes to one thing, five to another, and then two hours for a bigger project. And I would write down what I'm having for breakfast, what I'm having for lunch. And that way I just felt very organized. I knew what I was doing. Some of it I would pre, uh, I would prepare the day before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I probably attempted to accomplish more tasks in a day that I normally would, but I didn't go in with a mindset that I was going to complete those projects. I was just going to do a little bit of each project to move each one along a little bit. And I mm-hmm. found at the end of the day that I felt very accomplished. It was um, different from what I would normally do, but I felt much, much better. And I think that's the thing is like have goals, but know that you might have to abandon ship and maybe prioritize what you want to do. Um, I, I find nutrition and exercise at this point right now is probably number one because that keeps me sane. Yeah. Well, that's so, something I haven't done for a long time. Although I did start two days ago. Yeah. Sort of. Little, start stuff, little things. Yeah. Well, we did the uh, CrossFit session with the team. Oh, that's on, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Last. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was a week ago. I think that's what actually gave me the motivation to start again. And by yeah. start again, I mean, two days ago, I just ran on the treadmill for 20 minutes. Uh, the next day, I did a 20-minute uh, stretching routine. I just found a video on YouTube, followed along with this guy for 20 minutes in the morning, and it actually felt really good. It makes such a difference. Yeah. I think so the big thing for me I've, is trying to figure out the right routine, which I'm intentionally changing every day now to figure out what I like. I've finally gotten into a routine, which I don't think I will change once everything goes back to normal. And I'll, so I'll give you a quick story. I took, uh, so, so my routine now is taking Winston for a walk. And it used to be a... Every, so every morning I've always walked him. Um, I wait until the kids wake up. And once they're up, Natalie's going to do their morning routine with them. And I take him for a walk. And even though I'm up for a couple of hours before, and he's probably up, you know, just panting at the edge of the bed because he sleeps in the bed. But um, once everybody's up, him and I go for a walk. And it used to be 10, 15 minute walk, 20 minute walk. We kind of get a kilometer in and he's good. He does his business and, and we come home, he eats and whatever. But now that I'm home all day and he's got so much energy, I said, okay, well, let me start my day with a good walk in with the dog because that'll set him up, him up well for the day. And if he needs less attention during the day, that also means I get more concentrated time on my work because Natalie doesn't have the time to deal with the dog right now. So, um, so I've upped that. And today, uh, sorry, yesterday we did 6.8 kilometers. So seven, almost seven kilometers by the time we got back, 
he was fucking done. I'm telling you, he was, he was toast. Um, and what I've been doing on those walks is throwing my, my earphones in and listening to eBooks. Um, I, I redownloaded audible and, um, in re-engaged my membership and downloaded a few books and, um, it's really just helped me better understand where my entrepreneurial head is at and getting focused on the task at hand. Whereas when we're in our day-to-day businesses and we have people that report to us and clients that are demanding our attention, uh, I don't think you necessarily get the ability to uh, step back and let the creative juices fly. So, so that's my new morning routine. About an hour with Winston, it sets him up for the day, keeps him out of Natalie and the boys' way, and lets me connect with some ideas. I don't know if you guys have any similar experiences over the last five or six weeks since we've been in this shit, but um, that's that's now my my one takeaway from, from this whole thing. If I come out of this and that's the only thing I take away, I'm, you, I'm, still, oh, I'm still ahead. <laughs> what? Yes. Sorry. I thought you were ending there. If I come out of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a whole other discussion. If I yeah. come out of this alive, if I come out of this divorced, if I come out, of, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we laugh, but it's let's like not even so... go there right now. <laughs> well, there's so many things that are going to come out of this. It'll be interesting to see, like from like um, divorces and mm-hmm. um, domestic violence is yeah. huge right now. Um, all the businesses that are going to go bankrupt from large corporations. Like I just heard uh, Virgin Australia. Obviously, I, know, I follow everything Virgin related. Uh, they were trying to file for bankruptcy protection, uh, but they wouldn't. They weren't permitted to get a, a bailout. So. There's big companies that are going to go to business and then there's tons of little ones. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out and what the new normal is. Yeah. Yeah, From, from a perspective of influencers and uh, you know, people that don't belong in certain spaces, there's going to be a lot like, so, I mean, Joanna spends a lot of time on, on Instagram and there are, a shit ton of people that are there making money that shouldn't be really making money or they're they're playing up what they are by having fancy things or posing in front of fancy things or or you know getting into these clothing and and things to make their um posts more adaptable to their audience like it's all fake right like this is going to flesh them out i had this conversation with someone recently so i for anyone who doesn't know my backstory quickly i started as a i used to be interior designer then i switched my company over to a parenting blog and then that really took off and then um now i have a big youtube channel and i do lifestyle and um home stuff organization. But then as soon as quarantine started, I kind of steered the ship back to parenting more. I had gone really far away from it, but I knew that that would be the season I'd be kind of thrown back into with my kids home. But I also knew that um, that's what people would be looking to a lot is parenting content and tips and tricks and everything. And I'm such a problem solver that I'm constantly pumping that out naturally. So 
I like to share um, things I've figured out and little ways that I'm making our day a little more structured and work a bit better. I never, you know, it's never perfect, but it helps kind of get you there. And so it's interesting because I had this conversation with someone who is more of a YouTuber and she was concerned about all these celebrities jumping onto social media more and how, what will that do to, it will be overcrowding it. And I said, no, that's not true. That's going to give more credibility to platforms like YouTube. Like look what um, John Krasinski is doing with some good news. Have you seen that? His new, are you kidding me? It's like number one trending on YouTube. Okay. So you need to go and check that out. So John Krasinski started a YouTube channel called some good news. And that's all he does is he shares. It's like a news thing and he shares good news and it's huge, but that just shows, um, it just really gives credibility, um, to a platform like YouTube. And a lot of people thought of it as like fluff or silly where I've always treated it. Like it's my show. It's my own show. I create each week and people show up and they tune in and I'm creating content for them. Um, but I think with these influencers, like fashion influencers and people who really rely on these super polished stage photos and these outfits and everything like that, if, if, if they're either going to sink or swim. Because if you can't create substance and um, tips and everything, takeaways right now, what are you going to provide? And so I've been... I've had tons of really big brands reach out to me since this started. Um, And it's not like there's a ton of brand uh, partnerships available. Like it's kind of, there's a lot of things in the works, but there's a lot of talk about being careful and kind of things on pause or let's like figure out how we can navigate this because everyone's trying to make sure they're not being tone deaf. But I've had some really, really like top, top, top brands reach out to me directly not even through PR companies saying, um, we like what you're doing because you're being real about what's going on, but you're also um, being positive and creating content that is useful and still sharing things that I like because we still have to, you know, um, wash our hair or shampoo or whatever, but it's, it's relatable and it's, um, it's sensitive to what people are going through. So I think that this is going to be really interesting on all those different platforms and what it's going to do to the influencer world and the content creation world. And there's a difference in my opinion between an influencer and a content creator. I would put myself more in the category of a content creator. Um, The influencer world is going to be a lot of them hit really hard. And the other thing I'm seeing happen is there's a lot of people out there who are really great content creators and influencers who create this great substance, but they're mentally and emotionally being hit so hard by this that they just can't create content right now. They're posting barely ever. And when they are, you can see how much they're struggling. And so that's also tough because um, I know that that's hard for people to who are looking for something online when they go to scroll and they want to kind of be like, you're not going there to be more depressed. We're all kind of fighting that anyways. So it's just a really interesting time to see where everyone's going to fall when, you know, I just find for me, it gives me, um, I'm, I'm doing so many Insta stories right now 
because uh, it just like it's creative for me and it gives me I, purpose. I think I think you're doing a f- fabulous uh, job with your Insta stories. Okay. In fact, um, you are the model of what I want our team uh, to adapt to. Oh, I, that's a huge um, compliment. I, I 100% think that if as realtors and even anybody else uh, that, that works for us adapts the sense and and i'm just talking even your instagram stories because i don't expect them to pump out the videos uh that you do on youtube because they you need a a a little bit of extra skill or somebody assisting you to to do that for 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 them Mm -hmm. and they don't have that yet uh although i would assume adrian would probably agree if they are producing at a level that we would probably produce those videos for them. But uh, you just literally get in front of the camera and don't give a fuck about what you look like or where you are in the house or what the hell is going on. I I, I I want to correct you. I give a little fuck because I use a lot of filters and I do my hair and my makeup and I do turn the camera away from the mess. I want to be real here because like there is thought that goes into everything, but I know what you're saying. Like I. Right. Okay. So when I, uh, I'll, I'll give you that credit and I don't discredit what goes into what you're But on, on that note though, I think that that is. No, no, hang on. It's not your turn to talk. Wait on, a that, second. That is what holds I'm not most done. people I'm back though. No, this is bullshit. Don't take over my discussion here. Hey, listen, I'm hosting this. I can mute you and turn your video off. Well, I'll mute you. I'll go watch the rest of my fucking groceries that arrived two hours late. I just got a, on that note, by the way, Zoom just sent me a message saying that we were allowed to go past our 40 minute time limit. Thanks. It was a gift, a gift from Zoom. Well, we've only actually been recording well, for Joanna and I've been here minutes. for an hour and a half waiting for you. <laughs> right. I was, I was eight minutes late. Give me a break. Anyways, I think you're doing a fantastic job, and I I I didn't mean at all to discredit you know having proper lighting on your face, having you know some kind of a topic to discuss, uh, you know, making sure that you don't look like a total frazzled mess. But um, you know, we're I I. I wish everybody would take the same uh, uh, approach to to just being real with everybody and just saying how it is and what you're doing throughout the day. I think if realtors on a general had that um, that that sense of you're my friend, right? Like you're my friend, and I'm just talking to you and I'm telling you what I'm doing throughout the day, and I want to make sure you. I, I look good to you in, in the sense that, you know, I'm not doing this um, mm-hmm. or. I wanted to clarify. I didn't mean um, you were trying to discredit me. What I meant by that is that um, I don't want people like they're when people watch my stories, I try to like, even today I made a point to point out that I'm using filters. I'm putting makeup on. Like I don't want when I do my stories, um, because I want people to know that, um, like, 
I am, they're seeing the best version of me a lot of the time, but I'm pointing that out to them. So I, I want, like, they're seeing a lot of highlights in that sense. And I want people to understand that they are seeing highlights. So don't feel like you're having to like compare mm-hmm. yourself because I, I, I just watched someone's um, YouTube video who's in the space that was having a really hard time on social media because she felt like she, the comparison game was getting the best of her. So, but yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Is- I think when I make my content too, I kind of pretend I am having a coffee with someone. That is the goal is to have that like, that vulnerability 100%. and that intimacy when I'm creating it. And I've always been an open book. So a lot of it is has to do with my personality. I tend to not do the surface conversation. I go pretty deep pretty quickly. But um, I do make that a goal when I'm creating content. That's why I love video content so much. So you got to be thinking about your content well in advance, right? Like it's it's not like, so for YouTube as an example, let's just talk yeah, about YouTube's YouTube. different. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're not just on a whim or a couple of hours in advance planning your, 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 whatever you're posting. Are you? Sometimes actually really? so that drives everyone crazy. And I have a team of people that work for me and it really drives them crazy because they try to get me to create a content calendar so many times and then I do, and then I never stick to it. So, um, my life drives my content and maybe that's why it's so relatable. I, it's not overly produced and people can tell that it is what I'm actually doing. Um, so for example, my Monday's video was an extreme clean with me. And so I cleaned all the kids rooms and stuff. And that was decided like when I filmed it that day, because I was kind of like, what am I going to do today? Ooh, that would make good content. And, um, and then as I'm filming it, like, naturally some sweet moments with my kids will happen. Um, I don't like to put anything personal on, on, um, camera and I always ask their permission, but I'll like catch those, but it's mostly about me kind of like what I'm doing or how I'm being creative. Like I know for next week, I hope to make this, like I do quarantine hairstyles, like braids and stuff. And I'm hoping to do a video about that, but I'm, I, I'm very, I have a tendency to last minute, like be like, Oh, but I'm, I'd actually want to clean out that cupboard and I'm going to film that instead. So there is a real element of, so there's a mix. I do, um, plan my content as life happens, but then I'm very aware of what kind of content I haven't made in a while and what I think people would want to see next. So I've done it for so long. Like I've been doing this for like um, five years now, which is a pretty long time in that space. And so I, I edit all my videos in under an hour and a half. And I, I know in my head, you do it all yourself, all of that content creation. Yeah. I've seen the story posts of you editing. Yeah. I do all the editing, start to finish YouTube myself. Um, I do have someone occasionally come in and just do some backend stuff. But what are you um, you using to edit? Final Cut Pro. Really? Yeah. But with my Insta stories, so it's different. So with Insta stories, I know my beats I want to hit each day because I know that people wait for things. So right now I'm doing this whiteboard on my fridge. It says like what day it is, what day of quarantine. People really like that. And when I'm watching it, I love it. I'm a fan. (laughs) So people when I Missed that. Um, 
people really are like, where is it? You forgot. And sometimes they'll remind me because I maybe have forgotten. So I do yeah, that I'm like, every day. What the so fuck that. is the weather today? I know. And people <laughs> remind it to know what day it is or what day of quarantine it is. So it's, it's a really, it, it's really giving people, and I've had a lot of people say it's grounding them too during this. Um, and then I'm trying to show my workouts. I'm trying to show my meals now because that's a big deal. So I'm trying to hit those beats um typically my quarantine hair so i'll do like a braid because that you know that's the whole thing is everyone's roots are growing out so i'm trying like to see the like, braid, how can I... like the roots yeah so like i said i'm kind of built for this like i'm trying to enjoy this as much as i can um but so i when i'm creating the content for instagram i know what beats i'm gonna hit and then between that i kind of let life happen and then i think about oh that would be good to share or there's a cute moment over there with my kids, or this worked out really well with schoolwork, or I literally just before this pot, before I got on here with you guys, um, <laughs> sat in my bathroom, walked in my bathroom, and did a whole series of stories just about like having a low day and now how I'm dealing with that so that I don't go into like hell zone, um, like where everyone is, like every once in a while someone dips so hard. So um, I'm trying to kind of give it also that balance of like advice or being real with like what I'm experiencing, but then also inspiring or being creative and just entertaining too. Like that's another thing is like it's entertainment. It's, um, people are, and I, and I know people are going to their stories right now, um, hoping for a break from all of this and kind of taking their mind off of it. And so I'm trying to not be too heavy, but also not too unrealistic well i I'm think anybody that's I think, I think anybody that's following you right now on instagram and i think this is the this is the message that should be out to anybody that wants to grow their instagram platform and and i'll look at ourselves and anybody on our team or any realtors or any restaurateurs or anybody that's got any inclination of growing their business is that hey let let people into your life and be consistent with it. And that's the one thing that I can say that um, I've been impressed with, uh, with, with your um, production of, of being able to put out a lot of uh, content consistently. So well, I think and, with, with any business, one of the challenging things is the consistency. So it's very time consuming. Like it, it really consumes your whole life because you've got your phone on you all day. So any task that you want to record in the bathroom. Now, yeah. So any task you want to be recording, it basically takes twice as long because you're stopping to record. You're saying something, you're setting up the camera. It's very, very um, hard to do. Um, but I think if you're consistent enough with it, then it will, as with anything you do, it will pay off. Yeah. And it becomes easier and it doesn't become so time consuming and you know when to pull the phone out, you know how to do something and you know what will like, uh, yesterday, I think I did this whole thing just that like, it's so funny, like the littlest thing people love. Like I was filling my water bottle, I put ice in it. I like threw lime and cucumber and I did it in slow motion. And then I like added like fresh and so clean. Like it just, it, if you, I think it's some people overthink it too much and overproduce stuff and you just have to kind of be like, take risks. Um, uh, anytime I've had something kind of go viral, it's been something that's a bit out of my norm and I've taken a risk. So 
I had a blog post years ago that went really viral. But right now I have a video. It's probably at like an IGTV video I did at the very beginning of quarantine. And it's, I think, over 300,000 views. And it's bringing in a lot of growth, which is really interesting because not everything that gets a lot of views will make your platform grow. And um, it's just me cutting my daughter's hair. And um, people are really liking it. They're, you know, it's, it's timely. It's what other people are doing. And I wouldn't typically show something like that, but I would think like that, that shows my boredom a bit. Like that's how I'm entertaining myself is, is an Insta stories. And it's something I can do on parenting. It's really nice that, um, it is kind of, it is my job. It doesn't feel like work, but I'm able to do it while I'm parenting. I can do two things. Not only it's so relevant right now. Yeah. And people are, and social media has probably twice the amount of eyes on it that it normally does. Oh, 100%. But that's the thing here, though. Like, people have to recognize, like anybody that's listening, that that can make any kind of income from social media mm-hmm. is this is the way that you earn an income now. This this is it, right? That you're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You're publishing well, and 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 putting out good content. You can make income based on that on in whatever you do. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you're a farmer or a gas station attendant. I don't care what you sell or what your job is you can make more money by being consistent and relevant and provide value in any kind of social media platform right now. Right. Problem, so many people are pivoting too, and they need it to support their online, their new online business. So they're having to navigate that as right. well. One of the challenges people have, I think, especially a younger uh, demographic is they don't have the patience and they want that viral video. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's like not winning the lottery because you can put some, uh, you can do it strategically. But there's a you know an element of luck in it that it goes viral, um, and that's I think what so many people are looking for. They don't have the patience to play the game in order mm-hmm. to get to the level where you can actually sustain uh, your lifestyle and and have that pay for. Let me just uh, tell you, job. I am I am so. F- Friggin' happy that this whole lockdown, quarantine, self-isolation has happened because every fucking asshole between the age of 15 and 25 that felt privileged and, you know, um, uh, they, they thought that they could have anything in the world without doing hardly any work and now they don't have any income coming in they're going to realize real quick, holy crap, I got to do something. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I don't think so for that age group. I think they're just at home playing video games. They're fucking loving it. Well, you're at home playing video games. What the fuck are you I, talking it's about? Different. It's different because I pay the bills. I mean at home with their parents. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it because I'm watching so many people really appreciate um, what I do. So, um, so everyone from like people who run a brick and mortar and have to figure out how to navigate the online world to celebrities who are 
relying on these huge production teams to make, you know, traditional media or whatever are now turning to social media and Instagram live and YouTube. So I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying people trying to figure out the world I've been in for a long time. And, um, but I agree. Like, I think a lot of people are having to learn two things, either things are being taken away from them and they're having to really appreciate their home. Something that I've had, partly because I have four kids, I had twins and that's huge and that isolates you. So I've learned how to love my home. And that's what so much of nesting story is about. Like that's my backdrop is my home. It always has been. And um, so I'm loving watching people have to really appreciate their home and stay still and not travel and be going all the time. I'm going to interrupt you one second. Now that you are quarantined, essentially, mm-hmm. to your home. And this is going to be my question. I, I actually want to pump out some content on this, Adrian. Um, I, know what you're gonna, I know where you're going with it. I agree. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you? Okay, say, say, it. say it before I say it. Well, no, no, you finish and I'll tell you, no. but I'll be honest. No, I- no, go ahead and I'll tell you whether you're right or wrong. Well, just around the whole premise of, um, from a realtor's perspective, perhaps about whether or not people are actually happy where they are. Some people maybe have, I'm a big advocate now of, and we've talked about it, how I think people live way beyond their means and there's going to be a lot of people hurting right now and they're house poor. And I think it's an opportunity to connect with them and get them to cut back a bit. Uh, and then there's other people that just to kind of sit back and, evaluate their house and their life all right so let me tell you was that somewhat along the same lines sort of kind of maybe it's more so asking the general public do you need a bigger house now that you've been quarantined with all the people in your home yeah but 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 to your point i i absolutely wish because we've been looking kind of off and on for the last couple of years for a a home with a a pool Mm -hmm. in the backyard and a bigger backyard. Because as you know, Adrian, you're my neighbor. Our backyards are very small. Joanna's is a little bit bigger, but not that much. Um, We bought the cottage, uh, it'll be three years ago uh, this year. So that kind of delayed it. But I can tell you starting... In about three weeks from now, I will wish that I would have had a backyard with a nice pool and an area to to lounge in. Maybe a well, I don't have a hot tub. You do, but I think both of you do. Do you have a hot tub, Joanne? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. I have a trampoline yeah. and a playground. Right. It's, it's more than I got. It's the same. Yeah, um, but I would have wished that I would have had the pool right now because we can't even go to the cottage they don't even let us go up there right now so yeah so i'm appreciating my home i have quite a big home it's over three thousand square feet it's a pretty big yard i got a big deck big trampoline and a big playground like all kind of oversized and still grassy area to play a very long driveway on a quiet street um and a big finished basement and i have I've always appreciated my home, but I've never appreciated it so much because I feel like we're not all on top of each other. We are, we've got a lot of space outside to enjoy. Um, And so, and I, and 
my parents have a pool and we're and they have a big property and they're actually right now looking into renting a porta potty for the summer so that they can have us over but we can socially distance and we don't have to enter the house. This is real. They're actually going to be doing this. That's so, a great idea. Yeah. So that's huge. Cause that if they release us by that point, but my parents are over 70, um, that will give us the opportunity to get out and do that, but not, um, put them at risk. So, um, I have never appreciated this house so much, but with what you were saying, it has forced us to essentially stop spending. Like I, and I was planning on doing that anyways, but I'm not one of those people that are right now sitting online bored spending money. And I'm being super frugal with what I'm cooking and groceries and I'll get takeout here and there, but I'm really trying to rely on cooking right now. And I'll tell you, I'm not going backwards after because I feel like this is the, that has been probably, I, I heard someone talking on a different podcast earlier, like what's the thing they don't want to change after quarantine that it's forced you to do? That for me is it. It's made me super frugal and really appreciate every box of crackers we open, every meal we cook and yeah. take the time to do it and be smart about it too. Like, okay, I'm going to use what I have. I'm going to look up the Pinterest recipe. How can I switch it? How can I make extra and freeze it? And then I've even got like four or five of my kids' pairs of pants hanging over a railing in my house to like pull up the knees and everything. Because I'm just like refusing to spend because I'm okay right now, but I don't know what's going to happen after. And right. so, and Nobody I appreciate does. my house. So I want to stay here. I don't want to have to like downsize after this or anything. And I wouldn't have to, but I want to live in a different way. And I think that's the thing is everyone's going to, leave quarantine, or at least for me, appreciate every interaction, slow down. I'm not going to go to that fast paced life I had before, not feel like I need to have my kids over scheduled anymore because we've learned to really enjoy each other and um, not overspend, like really use what we have. And do we really need to buy me one of this or can we make this work? Or so, um, that I think will be for me the biggest thing with my home and how we're spending and how it's going to change that. Would you guys say the same thing? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I yeah. I think that um, I'm recognizing now where the we've done a good job of budgeting and and maintaining expenses, even though we live a. Um, a life where we do have a lot of expenses. You know, we have two nice vehicles. We have a nice home. We have a, a, a nice cottage. We, we don't really think about, um, you know, if, the, if our children need something, we just buy it. So we're very, very, very lucky that way. Um, I've always been extremely good with money and investing in money and, and, and also, you know, my side hustles, I talk about them a lot, whether it's on, on social or, or socially. Um, 
I still love to go to garage sales and auctions and, and buy and flip stuff. And I still find things at home that we're not using. And I turn those around and, and sell them on eBay or, or Facebook Marketplace or some of the buy and sell groups. So I always have an extra 1000 to $2,000 a month coming in as extra money that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And I, and I came to that point when I left my job as a general manager of a, um, a pretty sizable uh, group of automotive dealerships where Adrian and I met uh, here in Milton. And when I left, I, I went from a high paying, high caliber job to nothing. And I had to learn how to support myself in the uh, transition between having that kind of a job and starting a, a business. And I haven't stopped. So, so for me, um, that's, I don't know. Uh, I, Adrian, do you do any of that kind of selling online? Does Alicia look a lot after a lot of, selling your used stuff. You don't do any. Alicia, I don't do any of it. Alicia, I mean, I'll do some things like, um, I'll be right back. Sorry guys. Like I'll occasionally sell. I think last thing I sold is like a used set of winter tires, but I generally, Alicia does a lot of that. Do you Joanna? I used to, and this will get me back into it. You can't really sell anything right now. I don't think I'm taking anything, but I, I'm very good at, donating things but i i got away from the selling because i was like oh it's not worth the hassle well now it it has forced me to take the time to do all the extra steps and yeah. oh yeah i'm i'm looking at everything in such a different way now yeah. um, it's pretty crazy and i'm i'm one of the people that are like i'm i am and i feel like i'm talking to people who kind of feel the same way as me and it's kind of rare i haven't met a lot of people who felt this way that appreciate aspects of what's going on and um that's partly i think because we we still have jobs and everything like that so i can understand where a lot of other people are coming from but i'm really you know as hard as it is from day to day from even hour to hour um i'm really glad that it's it's done a lot of things another thing it's done for me is i would always have my kids in day camps in the summer and I was really, really reliant on childcare. And so, um, with running my own business, I knew I had the option of having them at home, but now it's nice to know that I've been able to, you know, I'm not working as much as I'd like to work right now. Cause I, you know, I get what I put in, but what I am creating right now is quality content. And, um, I have some other projects I'm going to launch soon that I think will be very timely with what's going on but um i don't feel like i'm going to rush and spend all that money on camps and everything anymore because and i think that something else i'm appreciating and i don't know how other parents would feel is i'm relaxing so much about ipads and kind of what we accomplish <laughs> in a day and it makes it so much easier to parents like i think this has got rid of that like holier than thou parenting this whole like comparison game and 
no screen time, no this, no that. We're all just trying to survive right now. We're like, oh, the kids are doing well and they're actually getting off their iPads on their own and they're going to play outside or they're actually getting along really well with their siblings right now because they have another choice. So I think that's the other thing is it's made my, I don't know, I guess everyone's standards have gone down, but maybe that's not the worst thing. It's my Ooh. kids are reminding me of my like yeah. 80s and 90s childhood right now. They're riding the bikes yeah. on they're outside and they're figuring it out themselves right now. Let me just yeah. say this though. When, and, and the three of us are, you know, born in the eighties, we, mm-hmm. we grew up on, at least I did. And I'm sure you guys are the same on He-Man, She-Ra, Scooby-Doo and, Game Boy. and Flintstones and Game Boy and basic Nintendo mm-hmm. and things like that. But there, there was nothing educational about no. most of the things that we were we were brought up with. And now, yeah. so as an example, so so Jonah has taken a big liking to dinosaurs. Okay, and today, for whatever reason, that's all he wanted to do is literally sit in front of the TV and watch dinosaurs all day. And anything that we tried to do would not appease him. And I was working for, uh, you know, a number of six, six or seven hours in, in my office today. So I don't know what Natalie did in, in between, but I know that for a good portion of it, that's what he wanted. The difference today is we're able to YouTube a channel where he gets to watch something dinosaur related that is actually educational. And tonight he pulled up a, he, he took the remote himself and put it on himself at not even three years old, a show that he wanted to watch and that involved dinosaurs, but also involved the colors and numbers and he went through each dinosaur and identified the colors and the numbers of each dinosaur and yeah maybe we had sesame street to teach us a few things but it's a very different world right now to be able to throw your kid in front of an ipad and not feel guilty about it and say that they're actually learning yeah, I think that's why I think perhaps the reason why there's such a negative connotation with it is that that comes from people that didn't grow up with it. And I think they maybe haven't accepted the fact that that's how our kids are growing. That's just the world they're growing up in. They're going to be surrounded with electronics. And if they, I think, and uh, actually Gary V talks a bit a lot about it a lot. It's like they there's nothing wrong with allowing children to go on their iPads watch YouTube, play on phones, because that's how they're going to live their life. And if they don't learn to work with that now, then later on, they may become more consumed with it because it's so new to them later on in life. And it was always a bad thing. It's like, you know, if you don't talk about alcohol and let your kids have the occasional drink as they're growing up, they're going to rebel as they're in their mid teens and start drinking like crazy. And maybe it gets out of hand, but if you let them drink a bottle of wine on a podcast or yeah, or bottle a night, whatever it may be. But you know, I think, I think it's good to expose them to it. And I think 
like Joanna, you're experiencing that so, uh, they'll they'll eventually get not bored with it, but they'll be like, hey, cool. It's not a, you know, I know I'm allowed to use it now. I don't feel like I need to use it anymore. I'm going to go do something else in the meantime. Let me just yeah. ask both of you something because you both have children that are in school, Joanna, um, different uh, grades. Adrian McKenna's not in school yet, but Tessa is. Um, what do you, how do you feel about what their curriculums are and how they're being taught currently? Because, so as a lot of our listeners might know, I'm a high school dropout. I was in a uh, pretty prestigious uh, private school right up until about the grade seven range. Uh, up until grade seven, um, and then dropped out a few years later at the age of almost 16. I don't think the educational system has caught up to what is actually meaningful in what the three of us are doing in, in life right now. And it really bothers me because I, I worry about this and I wonder about it. And I wonder, you know, should my kids go into a, a private school? And even in the private schools, what are they, what are they teaching? They're not teaching anything that's relatable to me right now in terms of what I think is going to be the future. And, um, and to Joanna's point about not sending the kids to camp because I can do a better job at home, uh, mm-hmm. almost, right? Like, well, it's more about um, being able to multitask now and like work while they're home and do I need to spend that money? But I'm pretty impressed with what the teachers are doing right now. So I have a kid in grade five, a kid in grade three, and then my twins are in SK. And, and she's only 25 for anybody I that's know. listening. <laughs> um, but it's impressive because these teachers are, they're coming up with a lot. And so my son, who's in, but they're not putting too much pressure. And I've had some calls about like my kids being resistant and the reality that we're not going to get a lot of work done. And they're like, that's totally fine. Like create a stress-free environment. That's the best thing. But my son's teacher, so he's in grade five, has figured out how to work math lessons into life skills, like empty the dishwashers and count the prongs on the forks and then cook a meal and and figure out the fractions. I'm really impressed with that because that's what this quarantine has also been about is like, I, my kids are learning so many life skills right now because I'm just throwing them into way more chores and cooking. And I feel like I've just been like, you know what? I need help anyways. I can't micromanage. Just just do it. Um, my twins learned how to crack an egg the other day. And then their teachers are doing these things where they're um, creating, like it's getting them out into nature. They're really thinking about what life is like right now and then working a lot of the lessons in. In terms of what you're saying about the future, um, I'm going to be really big when my kids get older about maybe helping me a bit doing some like job shadowing. I went to Sheridan. I did art fundamentals first and that was huge. And I think that there should be more programs like that where you can kind of dabble. Like, so basically you get to, I knew I wanted to do something in the arts, but I didn't know what yet. So it's like a one-year certificate program where you just try everything out. And I feel like as they get older, I'm going to really push them to 
see how they can try things out and figure things out. Um, but another thing I'm noticing that's happening right now that's going to benefit them, and I've never been a super overscheduling mom or hands-on. Like I've not really got on the ground and played with my kids a lot. But initially when quarantine started, I was trying to do way too much of this and burn myself out. I can't do this anymore. Is my kids are using their imaginations more. They have more freedom. I've backed off. And now they're getting creative. Like they found all this wood in our garage and they've been building ramps on our driveway. And they're um, like my daughter who's five is like, I'm taking my Barbies outside and I'm filling the Barbie pool and and in the backyard. I'm like, okay. She figured out how to do it herself. She sets herself up. She stays on the backyard all day playing Barbies and she's great. And that's how I spent my whole childhood is I would just kind of do my thing for the whole day and then go in for dinner. Um, and I think it's really good for them. So I'm seeing a lot of really good stuff that will benefit them in the future because I think a lot of kids have, and my kids are getting along better. They're even like randomly telling each other how much they love each other, which is so like, whoa, what's happening here. But, um, I think it's because it will be so good because I think the, the newer generations were, uh, the younger generations were so expecting every minute to be scheduled to be so entertained and they couldn't just be idle. And so they've hit this point in quarantine where they've now started to use their imaginations more and take more risks and figure things out and navigate life. And like, Oh, I can like conflict, uh, figure out conflicts with my siblings. So in terms of uh, preparing themselves for the future, the, and then they're going to be super resilient. Like my older kids get what's going on, and they're feeling the stress like we are a lot. So that's been, and they're feeling the, the disconnection from their friends. So that's also challenging them to figure out, um, like to kind of know they've been through something tough, and to, and to figure out like Zoom and and how to connect with people online and everything. Um, so in terms of the school, I feel like they're pivoting well to um, make it relatable to what they're going through right now. There's like kids in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> I hear a little bit of they're, that. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah, for me, Tessa's too, I think it's too early to say. She's just in SK, so I really don't know. I mean, from my general understanding of the school system and from when I was in it, I don't think that it really set me up for um, or had any influence on the direction that my, that my life took. Um, so I think there's certain elements that are missing, but I, I'm, it's too early for me to say, and who knows which direction it'll take. Um, there's definitely a lot of things with the school systems that are wrong, like little basic things. From my understanding, teachers get promoted based on their length of time as teachers, not based on their abilities as teachers. So there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. But um, it's too soon to say from my perspective. But I would say in elementary school, like comparing it to maybe private school, I don't think in I don't think in elementary school it's as important because they're teaching them the fundamentals of you know the basics. And you know, um, I think as you get into middle school or high school, depending on where you are, um, I think then those ages are maybe more important from that perspective. But it, I think it falls off falls into the parents' responsibility a lot to um have more of an influence on them in terms of money and how to manage their finances in the beginning and to set an example and you know work ethic and if you want to see if your kids have that 
entrepreneurial spirit uh, to encourage them to try stuff to figure that out because that uh, the school system, I don't think, will do. So, Adrian. Um, By the way, I just want to say, I think Joanna, when she drinks, her cheeks go rosy. Oh, they totally. do. I've always been like that. You <laughs> <Be> read. <laughs> and why is why is the door? What? Okay, so first of all, Joanna, what room are you in? This is my office. So I'm at the front of my house. I'm in a Salisbury. In um. So you have five bedrooms. Yes. So that fifth bedroom is my workout room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that chair behind you with the uh, chevron or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you sit in that? No, that it, you, I used to. Oliver, my dog, has taken over. <laughs> so that's his spot. He's so at night. He'll he'll sit there all day and watch people at the front window and sunbathe and sleep there. And almost whenever I'm working, he's there. But then at about seven o'clock, he'll move to his dog bed in front of the fireplace and sleep there until I put him in his crate I, in the basement. I, I've seen many of your stories where he's in that spot next to the fireplace. What's in the hutch? This is all like camera equipment and everything. Really? All of it. Yeah. Interesting. So let's just change a little bit the momentum and discussion and we've been chatting now for about an hour and joanna's got people flagging her at the doorstep and uh probably want her to get, get <laughs> back managing to... they're fine <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know how much time or attention you spend on real estate or thinking about real estate. Uh, I know that it interests you in some mm -hmm. capacity. Mm -hmm. Do you have, uh, so, you know, we're, I mean, at the end of the day, we're a real estate team and a lot of people that listen to us want to know or uh, think about uh, real estate or how their property uh, is doing or benefits or whatever. Um, how do you feel the real estate market is right now? And how do you feel it might be affected? Like, are you affected at all by it? Are you thinking that, well, you've already said this is, this is a great home that we're enjoying right now, but what what's your thoughts on the real estate market right now? I'm just going to throw it right out there. Um, so I'm curious to know, I listened to a podcast yesterday about it. Um, it was like a Toronto star one, I think about the real estate market and how just what's happening right now with it. But after this is done, um, okay. My prediction. Oh, we so have for a me, we have yeah, a I'm going to give you a prediction and I'm pretty good with my gut feelings. I am. And kind of see into the future a bit. So for me, I feel just as certain as I always have that like, I'm just hunkering down and like, this is my home. Um, I think people are going to be more thoughtful about their purchases and purchase more with their long term home in mind. Um, I think it will maybe slow down um, 
a bit of these like bidding wars and everything, but people are still going to need houses. I don't think there's a lot of inventory. Um, I think there'll be a lot of people who will take advantage of the lower prices once they can shop again. So there'll be those people. But in terms of the general shift, and I was even thinking as we're talking about education, I'm curious, like global pandemic, this is huge. This may have a ripple effect into curriculum because of how many many jobs are going online and and just kind of how life has shifted and what's happened. Um, I think this is going to have a ripple effect across the board and it's going to take a few years, but it's going to shift everything. Um, I think that people will um, think more long-term when they're purchasing and think more about, um, I think they'll care more about their outdoor space possibly because I think a lot of us are caring a lot about and appreciating our backyards and stuff. and I think they're gonna, people are going to want to get into kind of a stable situation that they'll be in long term. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I think, I think there could be quite a few people who may lose their homes. I'm not sure. What do, what do you know or what do you predict? I'm curious. I haven't really paid that much attention about future predictions. Adrian, you answer first because I might ramble. Uh, I, that's a very insightful answer. I like how detailed you were and uh, very thought provo- provoking. Um, I think I, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I agree completely that um, what's going on will impact so many things. And then five years from now, if that long, we'll, you may not notice it during that time, but at the end, we'll be able to look back and say what has changed, and it will be dramatic like i you know this is going to be detrimental to many people uh, it will be a blessing for many people it op- offers tons of opportunity for some industries uh and then the complete opposite spectrum uh for others so uh but as far as real estate is concerned i don't know i think um i think i i'd like to think i think a lot of people like i said before they spend beyond their means i think it'll make people a little, little bit more frugal, a little bit more mm-hmm. aware of what they're spending and the importance of um, how there are so many other things that are far more important than the image that their house portrays to their friends that really doesn't matter what they think of your house anyways. Um, I think it was Will Smith. Well, it was, a, it was a picture of Will Smith with text and who fucking knows if will smith said it but it was something along the lines of uh stop spending money that you haven't earned to buy things that you don't care about to impress people that don't care about you uh and i think that's very true in the sense that it's just people uh and social media is bad at that too because i think people all you see is the best of the best you know the nicest cars that people are renting but you don't know really what's going on behind the scenes um so I don't know. I th- I'd like to think it kind of puts everybody in their place and makes them really think about what's important to them. So I don't know how, how that will, how that will kind of translate into what they do as far as real estate is concerned. But I think people will definitely be uh, more thoughtful of their decisions. I've thought, I've thought a lot, a lot about this topic and a lot about What's going to happen when, because let's face it, it's not, the floodgates aren't just going to open and and the doors aren't going to open and you're just going to be 
oh, everything's back to normal. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to be back to normal right away. But in the GTA, obviously, I, I consider Milton the GTA and, and probably the outskirts of the GTA. There's a debate whether or not Milton is GTA or not, but I believe it is. And any further than that, why are you laughing? Yeah, this is funny. You ramble. You do ramble on. <laughs> I'm a rambler too. Don't worry, I do it too. <laughs> and then I have to be like, okay, come back to your point. <laughs> I can't do that because I have a bad memory. I will forget my points. That's why <laughs> our stories actually get some attention. <laughs> so here's here's my thought. Too many people in the GTA. Too many. Uh, opportunities with prices that have actually come down. I've said this in the last couple of um, posts where and podcasts where five about five percent uh, has come right off of the market value of most homes. Um, average home price is about seven hundred call it about $700,000 now in Milton. So, so 30%, you know, you're talking 20, maybe 25 grand off of that price easily right now. And the mortgage rates have reduced uh, in the last five weeks by half a percent. In some cases, the banks and uh, lenders are offering a little bit better than that. So you're, I mean, you're able to secure a mortgage right now for next to nothing. So there's uh I think there's an influx of people that still will have money throughout this and that still have money set aside and that they've saved for their home purchase. And then I think there's an influx of people that will realize the home that they're in, in whatever reason that that may be, whether it's their home isn't big enough or to Adrian's point, they don't need that much of home or or whatever it is. I think there's going to be a bunch of people that say, uh, this isn't the home that if this ever happens again, this isn't the home for us. So I think there's going to be uh, an abundance of people just thinking about making a move. And, um, and it excites me as a realtor, obviously, because I'm excited to see what, what it's going to bring. I think it's going to be totally different than anything we've ever seen before. I think there's going to be markets of people that we've never expected and homes on the market that we didn't anticipate for prices that may not have been available before um, or recently. So I think it's going to happen quickly. So as an example, my prediction is if normal for uh, real estate happens in 60 days from now, which might be relatively realistic, um, I think within 120 days from now, the market will explode, assuming that there isn't that second wave, you know, everybody's talking about that second wave of stuff happening and the Spanish flu and what happened in 1918 and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, That aside, I think uh, 
real estate has some great opportunities for people buying in the next 60 days, but in the next 120 days is going to have a huge turmoil. And it's going to be a huge reshuffling. There's going to be right. huge. Exactly. Yeah, there's going to be exactly. a huge scramble. Yeah. Exactly. And, and reshuffling from a realtor standpoint is phenomenal because it doesn't matter what the hell is happening. It just matters that something's happening. And this is what I'm trying to get across to realtors right across the board, whether they're on our team or not, is if you're not there when this is happening and you've decided to, to take a step back and to your, um, you know, even, even in your world, uh, Joanna, where there's, there's people doing what you're doing, but not doing what you're doing. Oh, I totally agree because I'm seeing a lot of content creators go quiet, barely post. They're just trying to hang in there. And I understand that. And there's not a lot of brand deals happening, but when things go back online and and get going again, who are they going to have in their mind? And so, like I said, I've had a lot of brands reach out and say, been watching you for a while and we really love what you're doing right now. We can't do something just yet. So, and I think it's the same thing with real estate. And I do think there's going to be this huge reshuffling. I think you're going to have more inventory than you've had in a long time. I do for, you know, some sad reasons too. Um, but some people, like you said, just kind of be like common sense saying, I don't need, I need to downsize at this point. But, um, yeah, I think I agree. I think that as long as the second wave, does, are you guys laughing because you both drank at the exact same time? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I see them giggling like twinsies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think come especially September. So say so say things really get back on track by the fall. Kids are back at school. I think that it's going to explode early fall, like September, because people are going to make their move and their kids, their routine's going to start again. Parents will have a bit more free time to do it. Um, It'll be interesting because motives and reasons will be different. I think there'll be less, uh uh-oh, what happened? I think we lost somebody. His bottle of wine got to him. (laughs) <laughs> i'll just send them a new uh invite but although i'm sure he can just click on the link yeah that's random hang on let me just email him quick yeah i have this weird thing going on in my airpods right now uh-oh well, we can end it it's, the three of us can get talking that's good it means yeah. it's a good good podcast well i'll send him the email quick and then if he doesn't join and he doesn't join <laughs> anyway sorry to cut you off there no i think i got my point basically across the biggest thing i have found is um that's weird like i feel like i can hear him talking oh really i can't really strange no like it's like just like uh, it's like I hear a fraction of every third syllable, but it sounds like his voice. Mm. Anyways, um, the biggest thing for me that's come out of this, and I, we can end on that, um, unless you have something else you'd like to talk about. But 
Um, I have found like for me, Ariel and I are still quite involved in the day-to-day sales. Like we do the majority of the transactions that our team is doing right now. Um, we don't take any new leads. So any inquiries that we get uh, that aren't directly to us. So if it's not an existing client of ours or someone within our immediate sphere of influence, uh, then those are delegated to the team members mm-hmm. because we have good processes in place. And I'm confident that no matter who is working uh, with a client uh, on our team, that they're always getting the same level of service. Um, but we're still quite heavily involved in the day-to-day sales. And I've found in the few short weeks that we've been in quarantine, uh, there is that um, my my efforts, like I'm going to, as soon as we're done with this, I don't think I'm going to change the way I'm working very much. Like I've been, I feel like um, I'm going to take a big step back from the hands-on aspect from a sales perspective. I'm really going to hunker down and focus on the business aspect of it. Um, like one thing I've really enjoyed and I think will be very uh, helpful in expanding the business is focusing on new initiatives and marketing campaigns and stuff like that. Um, so for me personally, I think that's what I've really taken from the whole experience is that I need to change my focus uh, business-wise um, and take on more of that ownership role and less of the sales role mm-hmm. um, and hand that over to the team. So uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. It's funny you say that, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> my laptop decided to um, need more juice. Uh, can you allow me to re-record because it's... Oh, yeah. uh, it's now a second clip for me. Um, just taking on what you were just saying. There you go. For me, everybody that's employed with us, and I'll say us because now we have multiple uh, businesses, but I think everybody needs to recognize that this is a time really to just sit back and understand what your next 12 months look like, right? Like what, what does the, what can the future look like? What, what am I able to do now that will benefit me in the future? And I'm I'm almost at the point where I won't even look at anything on Facebook at the moment because you know we're we're posting on there on our team and our personal pages and I'm I'm on there a couple times a day just seeing what's up the gist of everything that any of my friends or or people that I follow or businesses that I follow are that stuff I don't really care to hear at the moment. So it's funny you say that because I I remember, I think it was Joanna, well, you mentioned the thing about um, YouTube and I can't remember the actor's name. Oh, John Um, Krasinski. John Krasinski. 
about how he's putting out a lot of positive content in news articles, but Facebook is so negative. Like absolutely mm. every fucking post is uh, just something negative about yeah. politics or about, yeah. I, so I, I've been staying away from that too. I use it for my um, gym um, group, Facebook group. But other than that, I peek in there for a moment and then I kind of have to get off because it's heavy news articles. Um, And that's, I think, it's funny because I used Facebook so much about five years ago. And now... So did we? Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time there unless it's within a group. And I really find I go to Instagram. I'm huge about Pinterest. Um, I don't spend... I'd like to spend more time on my own Pinterest, but I do, I'll go through these spurts of spending a ton of time there. Um, and then in the What are you YouTube, searching for yeah. when you're on there? I'm just curious. What do you, what do you actually use it for? Everything like recipes to how to design a room or a DIY or how to style an outfit, almost anything, anything instructional. Oh, what did I, I looked up something today that I thought I was about to Google it. Oh, I wish I, I could remember. It's funny you say that, Adrian. I was about to Google it and I went to Pinterest instead. Um, Mother's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dropped the ball on Easter. Uh, Sorry, I, we all did. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm Jewish. I'd never celebrated Easter growing up. And, and it's big to Natalie. And, and, and I dropped the ball. I, I fucked up. Uh, so, you know, she's making sure that I make up for it for mother's day. And, uh, she's like, don't worry. There's lots of, there's lots of ideas and tutorials on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, actually there are. And that's a great point. And, and Joanna hit that home with us and the team a couple of months ago, uh, when we had that chat and, um, I think Pinterest is, uh, I don't know if it's going to blow up because it's already big and and it's tough to blow up when you're already big, but I think they're going to get a lot more traction over the next couple of months than they've ever have if they haven't already. It's interesting though, that we're all talking about Facebook as kind of a meh because as a Facebook investor, and I am heavily, heavily invested in, in Facebook stocks. And it, it accounts for right now about two thirds of my entire portfolio. Hmm. More so on the fact that I believe in their ad platforms and Instagram than anything else, because I believe Facebook as a whole and their newsfeed and, and the primary Facebook um, um, profiles are, are going to die a slow death with the exception of people that are in their kind of 55 plus crowd. Like I think yeah. grandparents are all, all of a sudden going to take over Facebook. Uh, but I think now big companies that, are looking for ways to spend their money instead of bus ads and classifieds and newspapers and magazines, they'll be redirecting to Facebook. So I'm very curious as an investor now as to how that's going to play out because Instagram, I think is going to still 
continue on an incline. Instagram stories are huge. Facebook is dying a slow death, but the Facebook ads, I believe, are going to take off. Very interesting because the three of us, I, yeah, go ahead. I don't think Facebook's going to die. I think it's just transforming. I agree with what you're saying about that personal profile. I even have found myself lately stripping away everything I'd put on there way back when, what was it, like 2008 or something like that, 2007. Um, I've recently just started to clean it out. Um, But videos do very well on um, Facebook. They're very into long-form native videos, which means taking, you know, a full video and posting it there instead of like sharing it to Facebook. Um, I go there every day to watch CBC National. Um, really? I, yep. That's where I go to watch that. And I, and I think um, Facebook groups are huge, especially right now with businesses like gyms and anything that has a membership, like very membership based are really going to have to turn There's to a lot Facebook of neighborhood more. groups. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, so that's huge. I think that, so the way it's just being used in a different way. And I think that it's actually going to have growth through this because a lot of people are going to have to turn to Facebook groups. Um, so it's not dying. It's just, it's just transforming. Um, and they're learning. I work directly with Facebook. I work directly with YouTube. I work directly with Pinterest and everything. So I get kind of like the insider information too about trends and what's happening and what they're going to roll out and everything. So that's the way that's going to work. Pinterest is showing... I just got an email. I work directly with them about their trends. And there's certain things that are going down like clothing, but things like home hair, how to do a home haircut, recipes and things like that are going through the roof. Um, and we have a, YouTube's go, watch times going up. And a lot of people who use traditional, created traditional media have to turn to YouTube. Because, and like I've been even getting emails from big media companies in Toronto because they're hurting a bit for content. And they're probably like they're starting to turn to home at home content creators to produce yeah. for them because everything's shut down. But um, the thing we haven't even talked about is TikTok. It has exploded and do you, rem- um, do you remember the conversation we had when we went for uh yes for lunch and, at you, the Thai, Thai and house? you were the one that said oh tiktok and i was like meh so tiktok is like the one of the tiktok and zoom <laughs> are like the right. biggest winners of this um because like it's huge people are bored they're getting creative everyone's like i'm gonna use it and um it's interesting because I've recently um, getting inside information about how to make money on TikTok, and no, I'm no. seeing people. Yeah. Hang on a second. I remember watching a story mm-hmm. of yours. Oh, my TikTok! How I gave it to my kid. Yes, and <laughs> and you were like, "You figure it out." Yeah. You tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Uh, so they made a few one day and, um, and then, yeah, so they, there's a bunch of my kids on there. I'd like to get, again, there's not enough hours in the day, but I have a good friend, um, Jacqueline Harper. She's in Burlington. She used to live in Milton. She's an interior designer. And through the quarantine, she started to make interior design videos on TikTok and it has exploded. And she has had 
insane growth on TikTok. And now it's growing her Instagram and everything. So that's a great example of someone who's using it for her business, who's not just doing these like silly viral videos. Um, and she's just figured it out. And so I'm looking to her a bit um, eventually when I have more time to grow my TikTok and kind of create a strategy ahead of time and figure out how that would work for me. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, but with any platform, like when you're, especially right now, you kind of have to pick what you're going to really nail and really focus on that. Um, so right now for me, it's like mainly Insta stories. Um, I don't, I'm not one of those people that post on my feed constantly. It's about my Insta stories and my YouTube and then everything else I kind of trickle in when I can, but come fall when my kids are back at school, I know what I have my eye on right now. Um, for me, Facebook doesn't make sense. Maybe putting some long form videos. Sure. Um, but other businesses, it makes total sense. And I know TikTok is changing very fast too, because Mm -hmm. when I first started to watch, well, before it was, um, I don't know what it's called before musically or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So all, yeah, all it was then was people singing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, comes TikTok and then it became basically the same thing, but then they started to do all these trend videos and everybody was copying all these trending videos. And now it's uh, evolving again into what you're talking about, where uh, now you see more, you're starting to see informational videos and uh, you're seeing like, I, I, uh, Bruce Willis is doing all these TikToks now too. So I see all his stuff and it's just, he's doing his own kind of thing. But there's, it's funny, or it's not funny, but it's really interesting to see how quickly it's evolving. Oh yeah. Uh, far and it, like, first there's Facebook and then Instagram and, you know, it's, it's incredible now at the rate that things grow yeah. and evolve. Okay. Yeah. You know, we've been chatting. We could probably, I mean, the three <laughs> of us could probably chat for. I've still got, there's a we good could, blast We could chat for there. hours and hours. It's so funny. You have to put up the blooper video from our filming day. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, we were dying. I, I, I will never forget when uh, the three of us were in that house and we just started crying uh, from laughter. It was it was really, really something awesome. But um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the uh, to the time where the three of us can sit down in person, not virtually. Mm-hmm. Sit down in person and and start uh, really collaborating on some some great ideas because I think there's three interesting minds among us. But um, well, let's get off of social media for a second. Let's get off of business uh, for a second. Um, I'll start with you, Joanna, because. You and I haven't chatted now in in several weeks. What have you learned about yourself now that you didn't know six weeks ago? Mm-hmm. What 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 has changed for you mentally? What do you now better know about Joanna? Okay. I think it was today I had my like epiphany. Um, Today? Yeah. 
because today was one of those days where I dipped. I woke up. We all have those days right now where you kind of just oh, feel it. 100%. So I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm off my game. I'm tired. I feel low. I was tempted to just do the thing where you just sit and scroll or like blast through the Michael Jordan documentary. Something just kind of, and I like to be productive. Um, and I learned, so I, I've become a very strong, resilient person. This put me to the test and I'm like, yes, I am. But also I've, I've learned about myself that, um, I'm a couple things that, so I've learned how to like drop perfection a bit and kind of find that balance and that middle ground. And also to um, kind of on these days where you feel like I can be kind of like an all or nothing person and to find that middle ground where I can, um, I can slow down, but not stop. And I can hack away at a few things and get things done on those hard days. Um, And even I was noticing, I was like totally tapped out, so tired. And the old me would have been like, go, 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 quick, quick, quick. And tend to bark at my kids a bit when I'm in one of these moods. And I was in one of these moods today. And I was able to like really thoughtfully and um, like talk to my kids and say no to them about something maybe they're pestering me about or that would set me off before in a kind way, but at the same time, like shut it down. So I've realized that um, I can be much more intentional than I had before. Um, and the days that I feel like I would have like kind of crashed and burned before kind of keep everything afloat, but just not have to be perfect and not have to just pull the plug the whole day. I think if that's, that's like the long winded version of, and I don't even know if that answers your question, but. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. I think that, you know, being it's different it's different now right like it's Mm -hmm. you get to understand a little bit about hey maybe this isn't important or that's Mm -hmm. not important or or you know i'm i'm i need to take time for myself or i need to push harder in this area or or just saying to yourself it's okay right just what what whatever you're doing, just to say to yourself, it's okay. Yeah, and, and, and but not taking to that extreme. I think the problem before was I was very good at taking those days off or slowing down, but then I would shut it all down. So I'm learning about myself, right. and then I'd spiral a bit more. So now I'm learning about myself is like to slow Balance. down, and but not stop because that's not the best thing either. So. Um, and kind of doing like a, to- a head to toe assessment, like what, why are you feeling this way? Um, what could you like, do you have to get in your emails? Can you like not text people back and kind of shut some things out for the day and then just like make small goals. So yeah. What about you guys? What have you learned about yourselves? Adrian? Um, well, you saying that makes, cause I'm very, very much the same. And I, so obviously a lot of people are and I guess it just has to be with being self-isolated in the house and having to really reflect on yourself and figure out what's important and how you operate 
and function at your peak and your your best. So for me, uh, very similar to you, um, it's I don't know the best way to convey it, but um, I like I was always very hard on myself for when I wasn't working. I felt really bad about it, and I felt like it uh, was a, a bad thing. But now, um, like I've started, I I've been this morning. I sat down for almost an hour um, from about six to seven or something like that. And I was reading a book and it wasn't a business book or anything like that. It was, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't a love story, but it was, you know, for me, I like educational stuff. So it was about human history. And, um, I just felt like it really put my mind in a very positive spot. Like I, I learned something I really enjoyed reading had nothing to do with work. So it didn't contribute to my productivity directly, but, um, indirectly, I think that it made me far more productive throughout the day. Uh, similar to um, a few days ago when I started, and I mentioned this to you, I think maybe off camera, Joanna, but how you know the other day I started writing down a very specific list of tasks throughout the day, and instead of spending twelve hours working on one project, um, I I took ten projects and broke them out throughout the day. Some were just ten minutes, some were two hours, um, and my goal wasn't to accomplish, uh, or wasn't to complete anything. It was to pick away at each one. And, um, normally I would feel like, Oh, I have to get that job done. So I would spend so much time focusing my mind on it, but at some point it just becomes numbing and you're not productive anymore. And you just start getting, I suffer from one of my short-term memories. Terrible. I get distracted so easily. Brutal. I'm the same way. Don't worry. I have to ask people yeah. like what their name is. How how oh many times God. have I asked you the age of your kids? <laughs> yeah, like I'm terrible. Like, I can't remember what it was yesterday. I did something where I had to go on to Facebook to do something. Like let's just say I had to go on to Facebook to schedule. A yeah, post your or long-term something. memory sucks too. <laughs> yeah, but like I ended up like an hour later. I'm like, why did I come onto Facebook? I don't remember. And then it took me forever to figure out what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I find so for me, I find if I have structure to my day, like very specific structure, and I stay like you know, my if I have a task from one to two, when I hit two, no matter where I'm at, I stop and I go on to the next task. And then at the end of the day, I felt so accomplished because I stuck to my routine or my structure of my day, and I knew that I accomplished uh, a small amount of everything. And mm -hmm. if I continue that by the end of the month, I'll be way further ahead than if i try to overwhelm myself with I try that i feel like Yo. that we're very similar i think i heard in a behind the scenes discussion that we're both not great at math either so i feel like we're cut from the same <laughs> cloth so yeah. i feel like that would work for me too like a, yeah I try that yeah I, it was, okay. I was i was like this is weird like i just set aside five minutes to do this little task but by the end of the day i felt really really accomplished I got you both covered on the math uh, portion yeah, of that's why we work well, well I, together. I don't like math, so I'm very resistant with it. I think that's what it is. Like I'm just like I don't I don't know. So what about you? Uh, what did you? What have you learned about well, yourself? Well, first of all, Adrian should never comment about you and I uh, rambling on too much because he just <laughs> fucking rambled as much as you and I do. Um, what I've learned is that. And 
you know, I'm not much of a, a, a chest pounding kind of guy. Um, maybe, maybe at home, um, you know, I'll, I'll say I'm good at things or whatever. Uh, I, I have learned to accept the fact that I am a genius. That's what I've learned. I've, I've learned to accept the fact that, uh, it's okay to have a lot of interests because for, so, so, and this is something that Adrian and I never really chatted about, and he's probably recognized over the years, but, um, in the last 10 years, at least as, as I've grown as an individual and grown my, my bank accounts and, and my investments and, and, my businesses, um, I have a tremendous amount of interests and, uh, cooking as an example, food, um, as, as a primary, uh, food, but cooking, uh, especially is, is a big interest of mine, uh, that I've neglected probably over the last number of years, probably six or seven years since our business has really taken off. Um, where now I'm still able to um, not neglect my uh, diligence in the business and have still my passion for 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 making food and and making food for my family has been a, a tremendous uh, warmth in my heart, um, being able to step away from work completely at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is my routine, uh, four o'clock in the afternoon, I step away from work completely. And six to eight weeks ago, I, I necessarily would not be able to do that because uh, teammates uh, or clients would be relying upon me to be available at all times. Uh, whereas now, from from four to six, I my phone is 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 put aside momentarily, and uh, my passion for creating um, meals that my my children will sit there and say. Mm, dad, dad, that's that's yummy. I want more. Uh, really is melting my heart right now. So that's that's where my passion is. And then the the other side of me, after everybody's asleep, and and Natalie likes to unwind by watching her shows. I'm not a big uh, fan of TV myself, so I'll either work or or uh, I've recently learned to start playing the guitar. I've I've also recently, Adrian, you'll appreciate this, uh, started to play video games. Like, <laughs> What's you know, your PlayStation on, name? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I have no idea. But um, I've signed up to this $13 a month program that gives you, uh, I think it's called PlayStation Play. It gives you like 80 games. And, and, and that's cool because when I was really young, I, I was playing video games because that's what I grew up with. Nintendo, Sega, Sega Genesis. Anyway, so I've I've learned to just appreciate what I like mm. and uh, take a step back and understand the fact that 
I'm good at a lot of things and I need a lot of things in my life to keep me going, uh, keep my brain functioning, keep me from being tired. Like when, when the days that I'm not tired and I'm energized and I could go for 13, 14 hours and I don't need a nap. I don't need, you know, whatever. Um, are the days where I'm involving more than just our real estate business or, or more than just family life. And, and it's so many things that come together and it's, and it's this hamster wheel of death that I have to live with. But, um, you know, it's just creativity. I think that's what I'm hearing is you're tapping into your own creativity. Right. And, And I've, it's huge. It's important. I think so many people snuff that out because they feel like hustling is can't include those other aspects, but that's something with my job that that's my job is to be creative, to cook something, to try a new exercise, to put together an outfit and mix it all up all the time. And those are the days where I thrive when I'm kind of working in my hobbies and perfecting something that I enjoy, if it's gardening or something. So I think that, I think it'll be interesting too, and hearing the way you both are talking about how you're, how this has changed the way you're working. And now, although you might not be putting as many hours in your productivity and has gone up. And so I'm interested how and how after this is done and everyone goes, it has the opportunity to go back to their offices. How many people will actually go back into their offices? How will businesses restructure their whole team's day and have try to incorporate, you know, um, earlier times to go to leave to go make dinner or to work in creativity or to how to segment um, your tasks into a different yeah. way. It's forcing us all to think outside the box, really. I feel like a ton of synergy here because I'm a huge advocate of this and I don't always act on it. Um, I'm very guilty of quite the opposite uh, more often than not. Uh, But in the last couple of years, I've been working on it. And I believe that, you know, like looking at families in the hierarchical structure of, you know, a lot of people say, well, uh, between, you know, in the family and all the different people, who's most important uh, as a parent? And a lot of people will say, oh, the kids, the kids are, you know, they're the most important. They're my priority. Or some people say, oh, my spouse, my spouse is my priority and they're my focus. But I genuinely believe that you as an individual are. And I think that if you're not mm-hmm. operating at your optimum, if you're not completely happy and focusing on yourself, you can't be the person you need to be for everybody else, whether it's in your family or as a business owner or as a friend or an employee, whatever. Um, so for me, I've been trying to explore that. So that's why I, I took up snowboarding again, which I stopped a decade ago. That's why I bought my motorcycle. That's, you know, that's why I started playing video games again. I just, um, and that's why I'm reading again. I just, I'm trying to focus on myself more. And I believe that uh, in all other aspects of my life, uh, things will improve if you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You're, you're speaking my language. That's what I, yeah. that's kind of my, my whole thing, like of the, what I create. And I think that's why I resonate with a lot of people is like, I take, I carve out time to pull myself together. Even now I'm not going anywhere, but I do, I, I carve out the time to do my CrossFit at home and, and, 
prep my meals and everything. And then, you know, like I said before, the I'm still caring for my children while I'm making sure they feel loved and everything. But I'm, I think that this is teaching all of us that we have been pouring our energy into some of the wrong places over the last however long. And I hope that a lot of people learn that lesson through this is like, um, to slow down, to figure out what's important to you and that you're important. And then, and that other people in your family, um, can use a bit of that space and not have to be micromanaged all the time. And then the next layer will be once we're out, how much more we're going to appreciate every interaction with each person we have lunch with or grab a coffee with or, or see at work. It's going to be totally different. Do you think people will still shake hands? I don't know. We talked about did that you, the other day. Did you, did you end up reading my blog, Adrian? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> Sorry. Or my, uh, I'm a my very post, touchy person. Like I will like yeah. touch someone's shoulder while I'm talking and everything. So that's going to be hard for me. I think a lot yeah. of people. Are you know what's funny is I had a, it turned into somewhat of a nightmare last night. I was having a dream and I shook somebody's hand and I'm like, and I'm like, Oh, that, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I don't know if it's happened to, so this is totally now off topic and I still have, uh, looks like two full glasses of wine left. Um, Are you in boxers? I just saw like a bare knee come Am I? <laughs> I feel like I'm in one of the, I'm watching one of those like Zoom fails. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So I was looking for. <laughs> this is where the giggles come in. This is what happens with us. <laughs> I was I was rushing to get on with you guys, and I'm like. Oh man, I don't want to be in the office because I was in the office all day, right? The groceries just there. arrived. The groceries just arrived, so I literally pants. threw pants. I, I literally threw my my laptop down on the sofa in the basement, and I said, uh, "All right." Uh, so I'm I'm wearing my hoodie. They're, they're like, th- this is my home clothes. I'm I'm in a hoodie and some. Some Lululemon. Uh, oh, they're uh, shorts. shorts. Okay, I guess they're shorts. They're shorts. They're not boxers. They're uh, they they might <laughs> fit a little tight, but they're uh, yeah. It must be the six <laughs> kilometers a day that's beefing me up a little bit. I'm um, I'm doing a quarantine faux pas. I'm wearing jeans. Oh, I got jeans on too. Are you? Yeah, I love jeans. I wear jeans all the time. Yeah. I just I, I wear them on like once a week to keep myself in check. I literally haven't put jeans on in six weeks. I I don't know that I've changed my clothes in six weeks. Either. Could could be why Natalie's distancing herself. Speaking of which, you know why the reason why I wore this lumberjack like shirt today is because the last two or three podcasts we've randomly been wearing like last week I wore an orange hoodie and you somehow chose to wear an orange hoodie. So I knew there's no chance in hell Ariel's wearing right. a Blue, black, brown, no, and no. green lumberjack shirt. There is nothing like that in plaid, my wardrobe, plaid. I can assure you. Yeah. I have um, a plaid shirt. I haven't worn it in a while. Next time. Yeah. Uh, Joanna, you're cooking cooking quite a bit in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And Adrian, uh, you and Alicia are kind of sharing, but you're cooking more than 
usually have. Uh, have either of you made any meals that you've made in the last five weeks or so that you didn't make before? I've made tons. I pickled onions. Like, who am I? I love pickled onions. Red, red, like the little red. ones? Like, I took red onions and I pickled them. Red onion. Yeah, because when I was in Austin last year, they serve it with everything. And I had never had oh. them until then. And it's amazing. And so now I'm adding them to so much. Pickled red onions, some pulled pork. Oh, and I've some only yes. ever had the little, uh, the little round white pickled onions. Pearl onions. You're talking about you, you, you need to pickle some onions while you're on quarantine. Oh. Yeah, I, I saw you were pickling quite a few things. Uh, what else did you pickle? No, just the onions. Just the I, onions? Yeah, just the onions. And then I've been making protein balls. So that's been really good. And I discovered a really good snack with plain Greek yogurt and almond butter, which you would think is a weird combination. It's really good. I've been making like you lots of blueberry? healthy... Pardon? Blueberry, blueberries with your uh, yogurt and No, just those butter? two. I find it's good with those two. Because I find um, you put blueberries on like fucking everything. Yeah, salads and my <laughs> oatmeal. But I've been cooking. Here's, here's a steak with some blueberry <laughs> sauce. I would eat that. I love adding <laughs> something to everything. But I've been cleaning up all my meals. I took out all of the added sugar and I've been taking out um I've been taking out a lot of starchy carbs and um, replacing my pasta with zucchini noodles and cooking with beef instead of, you know. Now, you have four kids. Yeah, I cook different meals for myself than them. I've noticed that, like, you'll be having a a beautiful salad and then you're making them hot dogs or whatever. Uh, I think that was yesterday. We haven't Um, done that yet, although in some cases I think it's necessary. Nobody asked you to talk yet. (laughs) Remember, I'm hosting. Watch what you say. How? So four kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously... You got twins, so two of the same age, and then two of other ages, so three different age groups, mm-hmm. but four different palates. Are you making five different meals, six different meals? No. So sometimes I'll make everyone the same thing, but or I'll make them a, a version of what I'm making that's just a bit more kid-friendly. At the beginning of quarantine, I was getting really fancy with everything and making lots of like big batches of chili and everything. Um, but I've got a bit more, um, basic with them because I was seeing a lot of food wasted and that was driving me crazy during quarantine. I really am trying to be frugal. So for example, but I'll be, I won't take a lot of time to do something extra for them. So, um, today I made homemade chicken fingers and then I threw in a couple extra chicken breasts and cooked them up to put them aside for my lunch tomorrow for my salad. And, um, yesterday I made, I had my son cause I'm trying to get, they're cooking a lot. I had him make homemade sweet potato fries, just baked with barely any olive oil and a big batch so that I could then put half of it in the fridge. And I made like a, a bowl for myself for my lunch out of the other half today. So I'm trying to be smart about how I can cook for them something kind of separate, more kid friendly but then still yeah. be preparing food for myself. 
Um, and, but the thing is like, for example, they love, um, like a California mixed vegetable, like frozen vegetables. I'm finding, I'm really digging into those lately with the quarantine just to, um, just to not have to go to the grocery store as much. And they love those, but everyone loves something different. So I'll like cook a bunch of that. And then one loves the carrots, one loves the broccoli one. So they're pretty good with their vegetables. They just are weird with things that are mixed. They kind of need to have their meat separate from their vegetables and everything. Um, but I definitely have found the older kids have started to enjoy so many more foods. Um, and so that gives me hope. Like I, my son used to be so picky and now he'll eat almost anything. Um, so, or he'll at least try almost anything. So if your kids are picky, it give it time. They'll come around. I was amazed. I, you know, one of the favorite things that Natalie loves that I make is butter chicken. Yeah. And I make a, 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 honestly, I make a tremendous butter chicken. And um, I couldn't believe the kids were devouring it. Yeah. Yesterday, I made uh, some yellow rice. They started enjoying, yeah, turmeric uh, everywhere, but they started enjoying it. It's it's really interesting to see as they get older how their palates and and all that are 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 evolving. So um when you're planning for your food order when you're going out and grocery shopping and and doing all that you know you're you're buying for i don't know how many meals throughout a week you're buying for because that's they're not that's big, a big eaters that's the thing and so they don't eat huge portions my kids are big into snacking so i try to have healthy snacks available but what they are your healthy snacks um like sh- yogurts that don't have a ton of sugar fruit um, we'll make a lot of like homemade muffins. Um, but then I, I allow a lot of goldfish and stuff, but then I, I try to push things like hummus with their crackers and two of them love that. So that's good. Like I'm trying to kind of think about where I can get protein into them and stuff, but we don't keep things like chips or pop or anything in our house. Um, but it's about balance a bit, but they don't, they're not. They don't eat Adrian has a cabinet rice. full of chips, by the way. Do you? Is that your guilty pleasure? Uh, I can't uh, have junk at my house. I don't. I don't keep it in my house. Well, that's uh, Alicia and I are very like. She has a metabolism of a five-year-old. Like she can eat whatever <laughs> she wants, and it doesn't affect her. Uh, and I'm the complete opposite. And I have a problem with like I'm. I have some chips <laughs> over here, and I'm. Do you really? Yeah, like if there, it's like cocaine for me. Like if there's chips in the house, vinegar. Oh, yeah, and I'll get. I I will just. I will eat it, and then I'll eat it in one night. So, So, but her metabolism doesn't make her fat. That's what you're saying. Well, that's well, that's my okay. I get it, and that's that's my and she's not bad. She does quite well, but my point is, from that perspective, though, like if I eat what she eats, I'll get fat. Yeah. Mine is peanut butter. Peanut butter's I, not bad in moderation. I, I swear to God, mm. no word of a lie. 
I'm looking at a massive container right in front of my eyes right now. So I've set up a, um, a table that I've had in storage. It's actually one that I brought to uh, 85. Right to That's the exact one I eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it just got dropped off tonight. It's pretzels with peanut butter inside of them. What? Yes, I have had that. Oh, that sounds so good. They're and like little a- pretzel bites? Like little... Hang on. I, I got to bring it over here. I think I know what it is. They're really good. Okay, I need to swing by. Oh, he's not on. I need to go get some of those. That's why these are nice. I can just walk around yeah. my basement. Actually, I'll have phone calls. I had a phone call the other day with Ariel, and I'm, we were talking for like 45 minutes, and I was just on these, pacing around the whole basement. Oh, it my literally. gosh. Yes, those are so good. Okay, literally. you need to put some in a little bag, and I'll come by, and you can, like, place them on the driveway, and then I'll run out and grab them, because I need to try it, those. <laughs> it literally just got dropped off tonight, 680 grams of it. And that looks it looks, good. I'm going to demolish these. The problem with uh, those, though, it's probably, like, the sugary peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hitting. Hey, no, man. I mean... Three grams of sugar per three-quarter cup. I have not had any junk for a week. Like, I'm pretty... And even before that, it was like... I don't know. I feel pretty... I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself. I'm still eating a huge quantity and snacking a lot, but it's the right things right now. That's okay. Uh, Snacking is good throughout the day. Like, I've learned now that one of the things that that I'm never going to change back now is not giving my body fuel throughout the day. So one thing I was very extremely guilty with is going for extended spurts when we're at the office, the studio, out with clients, whatever, going for for long periods of time without giving my body nutrition. And then I would wonder, why am I getting sluggish or tired um, in the afternoon or or whatever, and I'd come home to my twin boys that have like a, an amazing amount of energy, and and you know my my spouse saying, "Hey, I need I need a hand with things," and and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm exhausted." It's because I wasn't properly giving my body nutrition. But you know, between the bottle of wine and this entire container of peanut butter filled pretzels. I I I I really don't don't care. On that note, I'm going to run out of memory to save this podcast on yeah. my computer, so we better end it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been chatting for an extremely long amount of time. Yeah. Um, I feel like the end of the podcast is going to be a bit of like slurring <laughs> like how much wine we've had. <laughs> No, I, I, still, I still got another good glass and a half, so I'm doing all right. I feel like we should, I, like, we should put a little still, Easter egg at the end to see if anyone listened that long. We did that once before. We said if anyone gets to this point, we'll, gift card? we'll send them a Tim Hortons gift card. Although I don't okay, know how so, tempting that well, would be at this point. Well, so I'll offer this up to anybody that has remained with us uh, in the last week two weeks we've delivered a lot of uh soup mm. to the town of milton uh any clients um and 
people that just have needed holy fuck the house must be burning down um anybody that's needed a little bit of extra care and attention uh we've delivered soup uh from make cafe and catering so if anybody's made it this far and you haven't gotten soup from us we'll send you some soup just for send us a saying, dm uh, comment and yeah email us whatever let us know you thanks. got this far and we'll thanks. send you free large thanks soup. for being there for two hours gotta go <laughs> yeah join us we're uh, glad to see you. You too. Adrian, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Good night. Okay. Bye. Bye.